I want every time I change my clothes for it to go and make we, that transformer sound. We all had that version, like our own version of it. Our own one. Yeah. Yep. Eric, anytime, what's yours? Anytime I come up to one of those automatic sliding doors, I always say, <laughs> open. going on dana uh you know farting around the house <laughs> as as one is wont to do <laughs> yes getting ready to head to north carolina actually gonna leave shortly after we're done here fantastic enjoy your enjoy your trip find cool stuff in target and walmart because there's nothing here right now there's nothing we've run out we've bought it all yeah <laughs> it's all sitting in the storage unit although i did manage to get something new this week from a good friend of mine What'd you get? <laughs> hey! Oh, who, <laughs> whoever it's picked that up. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And when it rolls, the little tentacles go. Wow. They kind of like, it's really creepy. It looks like Frank going. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I love the blue, like plastic, like the glass, like it has that classic look, which is very cool. You know what? Again, I give I give McFarland a lot of a lot of guff, but when when he when he when he does a good job, does a really good job. Like those are <laughs> excellent. Yeah, the superpowers line is they're just fantastic in their simplicity, the way they pay homage to the old ones. Very well done. So I immediately because I can't help myself, and my head always goes to this, started seeing those and thought, you know, if you just if you tweak the face a little bit. And you make it red and add some blue highlights. We've got a new Battle Beast chariot. Yeah, <laughs> do it. So, so again, as as is probably very obvious, we're joined once again by my good buddy Eric, who will be joining us. Hello, for Eric. Part Hello. two, part two of Transformers. But before we get into, did that, either of you get anything new this week? I this this might be the uh, the swan song for things that I have purchased but haven't had a chance to answer yet, uh, to open yet, because this is... It's Sunman. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I would... <laughs> How amazing would it be if I'm the only person, the only known person online or on the planet who actually had a Sunman delivered to him from Target, pre-ordered, fulfilled, sent from the warehouse... To me, specifically because I griped about it so much right. on this show. Uh, no, it, it's unfortunately not Sun Man. It's a, uh, a Marvel's Goliath. Who was, oh. They, they slapped a sticker over his naughty bits? Why? Well, you know. <laughs> why? Conservative is, times. Because is, is he's, he's bearing it all here. Like, I don't, why? It's not his naughty bits they're, they're offended by. It's that horrendously large belt buckle. I, I guess so. I, and th this is this is a, I think this is the last one from that that uh, uh, Hulkbuster. I'm sorry, uh, Hydra Stomper. Hydra Stomper, yeah. No, I'm sorry, it's not because I forgot that Talos is in this wave, and <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to do it. I'm I'm not. He's buying the him. Sun Man of Marvel Legends. <laughs> no, because I wanted Sun Man. <laughs> I specifically wanted him, and I couldn't have him. Talos, I can get any time. I just refuse to pay full price for him. Understood. He uh he sucks. Uh, so, Eric, have you gotten anything new? Uh yeah, I picked up. Oh, get the, the oh, it doesn't again. Ah, 
Yeah, I'm playing my background, so I'll come through. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Hey, found oh, myself a, found myself an earthquake. That's nice. awesome. You know what's uh, funny? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, Tom, of course, is is the the real wrestling fan. I am only vaguely <laughs> a wrestling fan. I was sort of in the earthquake era, so I'm happy uh, to mm -hmm. see him. But for me. It's all about the uh, Motu Origins compatible parts. Yeah, and this is uh, this is a new box with a fat build, which is uh, going to open up all kinds of doors for cool custom characters. So. Yeah, I'm so we'll see who lets themselves go. I'm so, I'm so impressed that Mattel got Vince McMahon to pay for new Motu bucks. Good job, <laughs> fine work. What? Which, which I'm a little surprised that you know getting. Speaking of, of, of Motu in the box, and I, I opened up all the uh, uh, my newest Ninja Turtle He-Man figures, but I was looking at, again, at the uh, uh, the mutated He-Man, and I don't understand why they didn't use um, the Andre the Giant uh, base figure for that. It's huge. It's massive. I, I didn't realize that it, I, I don't own it because that wave appeared for like five minutes, and then it was just gone. Yeah, it's gone. Um. But looking at pictures online, I thought the Andre Buck like was going to be kind of like the, the more husky build because Andre was never a bodybuilder. He was he had kind of, he was kind of slimmed out, but he was never ripped. Uh, mm -hmm. But that that buck they made for him looks like it, it's it's pretty ripped. Uh, why didn't he just use that? I, he he would have been in the card. I think the Titus armor is molded on, so they would have had to done a new clothes. Oh. Other than that, though, I think you're okay. right. They could have. You know, that makes sense. Throw a, throw a new uh, torso on there and use the mm -hmm. arms and the legs. And yeah, I think that would have been a better choice. But that's that's a minor crack. The rest of them are are just fantastic. I'm actively actively stalking that that listing for Slaker because he went up for pre-order and I missed it somehow. Somehow I missed it. So I, I'll, for shame, lad. I'll, for shame. I'll get them. I need at least four of them. So <laughs> welcome back, everyone. To you guys talking toys plus one plus an extra guy more mm -hmm. guy for your value um so let's let's jump back in on transformers because we 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 discussed we discussed more i guess like our play aspect of transformers last week right. which which was fun uh but let's get a little bit more into the i guess maybe the origins which we which we kind of touched on but didn't really didn't really get too deep into um i think most people that collect kind of know you know it started off as a series of different toy lines in Japan. Uh, Diaclone. I don't... So Diaclone, mm -hmm. Diaclone, Microchange was the other big mm -hmm. one. Um, and then when we got into like the year two and three stuff, we also had uh, the Beatross modes, which became mm -hmm. the Deluxe Insecticons. Yes. Uh, there was some stuff from Dorvac, which was uh, the Deluxe Autobots. Macross, of course, for Jetfire. Mm -hmm. um, and then like Omega Supreme was not really from an anime or brand. He was kind of his own thing, but that was still another toy line. Mm -hmm. it, I, did it, and I don't know. So I'm asking, like, when did did it ever get to the point where, like, and when did it happen where Transformers were being manufactured as Transformers? And, and that was that. The the movie basically is where that transition happened. Mm -hmm. uh, the the like um, combining teams, other than Devastator, Devastator made it into the Diaclone line. 
So like Superion and Metasaur and Bruticus, they never came out under the Diaclone flagship, but all signs point to them having been originally designed uh, for Diaclone, along mm. probably with Metroplex too. There's a lot of evidence for that as well. But mm. like those movie designs of like Hot Rod and Cyclonus and Scourge, like that really marked the transition period from which it started becoming all right. I guess that makes sense because they were more um, uniform in size and even their aesthetic, the way their shoulders were like they they clearly belonged together where earlier than that, it kind of had that mishmash look, which I love. Yeah, they, it seemed like they they seem to want to streamline the uh, the gimmicks a little bit more. Uh, I so speaking of, of gimmicks, I think one of the one of the things that I'm fascinated with uh for Transformers is that they're kind of, as, as the line continued, um, they constantly reinvented themselves, which is what every toy line eventually learned that they needed to do. From 80, what, like 84 to 90, we always had some kind of Transformers line that was coming out, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, like the, the, the originals, and then you had them just kind of importing stuff, and then the movie hit, uh, and then they started hitting it was almost like the, the ultimate hat on a hat. You you had first the transformation <laughs> was fine. Like it was just, hey, this is a car that turns into a robot. Right. Super cool. Give me that. Uh and then it went from, okay, well, well, this robot is uh, a tank, a robot, and a jet. Uh this robot is a uh a, a train, a a a a a shuttle and a robot. This robot turns into six things. Six shot is right. awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. I just watched the uh, collection of Transformers cartoons. Uh, just uh, commercials the engineering they... for that. I there's a lot of kind of funny fudged stuff where it's like I'm an armored That's vehicle. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an armored vehicle. Well, now I'm an armored vehicle with an extra gun. It's like that is <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I, I like that they 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 realize pretty early on. We have to add, you know, transforming just isn't enough anymore. We got to add. You had your 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 headmasters. You had your your power masters. Um, you get into pretend. Well, let me not let me not jump too far ahead. Because uh, it's because <laughs> even with even with with everything we talked about last episode, this episode we're probably not going to be able to get much further than Generation One, which I think is fine because we'll, we'll we'll stretch yeah. it out. We'll get into other the other Transformers lines later. Um. Like I said, the, the first gimmick, the gimmick that I remember was the uh, the the sticker where they didn't know if you were upside. Yes, yeah. and I thought that was cool. In case you weren't sure whether or not Jazz was a good guy, right? Well, and of course that was really because there was still some Diaclone product on the market, and when they hit big, we started seeing knockoffs, and of course there were also the converters and the GoBots. So mm -hmm. it was Hasbro saying, okay, if you want to know if it's a Transformer or not, look for this cool sticker that's too expensive to produce for some <laughs> for, for the schmoes that are imitating us. Right. That's genius. I didn't know that. That's genius. That's what that nice. was really all about. Yep. Right. Now, don't uh, forget the Zybots. <laughs> it's, it's too right. bad. It's too bad that some side, some smaller company didn't catch on and start making their own rub signs, but it was another, some other weird faction. And someone's like, my guy's a smiley face warrior? Guys, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Enjoy your smile cons. 
Of course, that's the, uh, the point at which uh, Transformers connects up to Battle Beast, too, which I'm, I'm sure Tom yes. probably mentioned at some point that over in Japan, that was a subline of Transformers. Right. And they also had the, the rub signs for the, the elements instead of the factions. I feel like Tom prayed for that. That is uh, finding out that 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 there was a connection. So so we'll get it. We'll get into um, we'll jump into headmasters real quick. Uh, every I think most people remember towards the end of the Transformers series here, there was that that what, like four part series that popped up where everyone became a headmaster and mm-hmm. uh, and and Daniel became the headmaster for RC and it was all weird. It was very kind of like. Slap together. Weren't they just doing that to fulfill a uh, like, like just an episode number requirement that they had? It might have been to hit syndication numbers. Um, I you think hear that Hasbro, a lot from that time period. Yeah, I think Hasbro definitely really wanted to get that year product out in the cartoon in some way, shape, or form, even if it was yeah, only exactly. three four episodes. I remember those episodes hitting real fast and real quick, and at the very end hits that real dark tone where when Cerebro is like, "I want you to deactivate me. Essentially, I want you to just just put me put me down, put me out of my misery." I'm almost there. It's it's pretty it's pretty dark. And when I, I already up, have the code word. I already have the code word. Everybody knows I hate tapioca, so the code word is, "Please get me some tapioca." If I ever say that to you, Tom, that means snuff me out with a pillow. Uh, I, see, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to reference this episode and decide whether or not we I, I knock you off with a pillow, or if I transfer your mind into a robotic body that controls a gigantic city bot. One of the two. Yeah, I'll you, be up for that. Yeah, make, either way, you'd be at peace. Make sure you reference it too, because I'm into tapioca. So if I ever say that to you, you gotta make sure you know which is which. <laughs> He's like, wait, which one of them? I don't know. Better safe than sorry. Eric will just go get tapioca. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm creeping up with a pillow. <laughs> Walk in. Oh, I completely misread the situation. <laughs> right. You're like, he's there with the tapioca. And you're like, uh, last last meal? What's <laughs> more more for you? Yes. We're sharing now. Uh, so so um so head so headmasters hits and then Transformers is I don't even really want to say it's over. But new new episodes were not being produced for the U.S. and they they picked it up in Japan. They did they did 2010, uh, and then they they ran through our series. But then they they got they made they started making their own stuff, which was Headmasters. Um, don't watch the second season if your eyes are prone to causing you to have epileptics. The intro to that show, uh, and I think it was. It, if I'm remembering correctly, Eric, didn't you say it was it was like kind of tying into a TV based game? In the, it, it kind of ties into the '80s again when uh, certain shows would have flickering things. Like they wanted it to be interactive, and they wanted you to maybe like shoot it to screen, or if you had like a, a secondary device or a, or like a toy uh, where you could shoot at the bad guys on the screen as they, they they would show up and they would blink. Headmasters did the same thing where they had the intro and then. The bat, like any time the Decepticons were on screen, they would flash. And I remember the first time I watched uh, uh, some of the tapes that I had traded for, I was like, why does this change happen? Because the, the actual animation itself doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that the Decepticons are now flickering. That was um, a big thing at that time period. There was a state yeah. of cartoons that did that. Uh, Captain Power did it over here. And- mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, before we before we knew that was something that could trigger, I think po- I, we had Pokemon to blame, I believe, 
for alerting or, the public yeah. to flashing images causing epileptic sins. Um, speaking but, of Porygon, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Headmaster's hits, and you know, we, we got mostly the same characters that were released here, but also released there. Uh, and they had in the show Transformers kind of kind of planet hopping. And we got we got a lot of fun throwback things that they couldn't really do here. There's a planet they wind up on where it's filled with living rock people. We which we're kind of getting now in the current line, but yeah, you know, we already had rock lords and they weren't able to you, know, you couldn't do that. So they didn't do that. But they and came I went through my with... whole childhood and never owned a rock lord. Really? How's that really? possible? You never had Nugget, huh? No. I, feel like, I feel like everyone has like they're, they're that toy line where you you have one somewhere even if you don't remember where you got it from. Right. Like we've all got right. that one figure. We're like I don't remember. You buying know, this. now that I'm thinking about it, there may have been one. There may have been one rolling I, around. I bet you, and it, and it probably isn't one of like the good rock lords. It's probably like uh, uh, it's probably brimstone, tombstone, <laughs> or slime stone. Which I now realize why was everyone who was bad last name Stone. Um, you probably have one of those in your collection, Eric. When, when, like, so did, were you jumped in immediately with the Transformers line, like uh, Tom was? Were you immediately a huge fan, like he? Or when did you buy it? Yeah, it was. It was. I, I think, like, I think I, t I mentioned on the last show that I did that. I remembered sort of that nineteen eighty four uh, retail setup. Right, that's so right. I, was, did, yep. I was in pretty quick. I mean, I I was sort of hand in hand masters of the universe and Transformers for quite a while. Uh, but Transformers pretty quickly kind of took over uh, the, the 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 focus for me for Masters. Didn't help that Masters toy line sort of uh, wound down and tied itself up a lot faster than the Transformers did. But uh, yep. the uh, the I think the movie really sort of pushed it over the edge for me for Transformers being the the mythology that I was more interested in. And, uh, I was just yeah, ready to pretty... ask that was because originally the 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 masters of the universe ethos was pretty simple, you know, it, it wasn't yeah. much beyond the cartoon. Right. You know, they had the little comics that came with the figures, but the cartoon was it. <laughs> but the Transformers had a long history before we even knew what they were. Right. So I guess, um, you know, like you said, that was that that mythos sort of dragged you in and and at the time did you go back did you did you immediately know there was storyline that you had to catch up on or how did that happen uh well i mean in the early days we you know there wasn't there wasn't obviously the internet and stuff so we didn't mm -hmm. we didn't really know like there was there were always signs like because they all had cockpits and you're like yes. why is there not a guy that goes in this cockpit because there's that clearly a cockpit that was always like, an ongoing mystery. Like, why yeah, do the Dinobots have a little seat? Why do they yeah. have to That's why I love the story, because they had those little dudes in there, those little chrome guys. And, uh, you know, you know, the Minibots clearly had a different vibe than the main Autobot yep. card. Mm -hmm. So, like, even as a kid, without knowing the business behind it at all, like, there was always a part of me in the back of my mind that was going, there's... There's some other layer to this toy line that I don't understand. Right. This yet. doesn't make sense. There's right. got to be a reason why. And it kept it kept always looking around in the back of my head until the internet finally came around. And then I think yeah. like so many of us, we went online and started hitting the early web pages. Like, oh, that explains it. It all right. makes sense now. Yeah. 
it it was kind of weird getting into like I because I, I love the uh I love the lore from the the cartoon. So when I played with uh with the actual toys, what there there were strand because I had a very specific type of play. Everything every everything was wrestling and dinosaurs. But when I did have trained, if I wasn't playing with anyone else and I had my own kind of storylines going, I pulled from the cartoon with mm. and I and I know that there's the, the fandom is kind of fascinating to look at just from afar because there's so many different factions. Uh, no, no pun intended because Transformers is just, <laughs> just chock full of them. But you've got people who are loyal to the cartoon lore, which is very different from the comic right, lore. Right, yeah. And it even Hasbro themselves have redone the lore. They've gone back and they've kind of retconned a few things. Uh and then have since then gone back and retconned it again. And that's just for the American stuff. That's not even counting the the some of the craziness, the fantastic craziness that goes on in Japan sometimes. Not to mention Europe that has its own whole yes. rabbit hole to go down. I wasn't aware of that. How is the European uh rabbit hole different than ours? So uh as as we got to kind of what was the end of Gen 1 for us. And we bled into the action masters and, and that kind of thing. Japan kept rolling um, kind of nonstop into uh, past uh, the master force stuff, which is like the power masters and the pretenders and into the victory line, which was, you know, toys we never got over here. Oh, and even, uh, even, even a while, a couple of series beyond that. So Japan kept going. We kind of stopped over here. Europe was still doing well enough that they kept going too. So they got weird recolors, a lot of, of a lot of the really late era Japanese stuff. People mm -hmm. talk about call it kind of G1.5 because it's not quite G2 yet, though it kind of towards the end bleeds into that, but it's definitely post G1. So there's mm. uh, it's not a huge number of toys and characters, but there's a good cluster that are you know, generally recolors of Japanese product that have different names and different stories attached to them that didn't get a oh, lot of cool. media, but a couple of comics here and there and, you know, the tech specs and things. Did those characters ever get created for us or are they just Chase now? So some of them have sort of made it over into the mainstream. Um, like, you know, I, like I think of Rotorstorm who came over. Yeah, uh, he, He's kind of made it over. In in the newer lines, like they, they've been they've been running, they've been they Hasbro has become very dedicated recently to cranking out a lot of the uh, original G one stuff. Like that's their bread and butter. So you're always going to get that, but they try to kind of pepper in uh, from this this catalog of characters that we yeah may, may never have seen here. Uh, I I think probably maybe one of the best examples is uh, Leo Kaiser. Who was a a multi part multi part combiner in Victory? Uh, he's six. Originally, he's six parts, which made him unique. Uh, technically, technically seven parts. I want to say because there was there was a routine. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Leo Kaiser is one of the uh, one of the examples when I was talking about having like a hat and a hat. Uh, Victory was. Victory was wild. It was unlike pretty much any other series before it. You had um, what was called a brain master, uh, which was different from the headmaster in, in, in that like the combination uh, method was different. You had a, you started off with a tiny robot, 
who combined with a with with a with a head became a head uh attached to a much larger body and then that larger body connected to a way larger body to become uh also oh, like uh, russian nesting dolls yes so bad. uh leo kaiser was was more gimmicky stuff we there was a uh, the power master gimmick we got here where it was a smaller robot that attached to a robot body and it gave it more power the uh uh Leo Kaiser was compiled was composed of a, a group called uh, Breast Force, and everyone can giggle and laugh. That's what they were called. Uh, <laughs> but the gimmick was that their chest components detached, and they were animal com uh, companions. So, sort of like an it, you can almost say they were an evolution of Soundwave. If Soundwave combined with his animals instead of just holding them in their in his chest, so you mm -hmm. had. And they and they were they were animal themed, so their their whole design was kind of like they were wearing like a like an animal helmet and whatnot. Uh, the animal also turned into a gun, so you had your uh, and again we we got target masters here as well, which were the robots that turned into a gun that then the character could hold and shoot at people. Uh, so they 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 had that going for them, and they combined <laughs> into a giant robot <laughs> who was awesome. Uh, he was, was military. Uh, they turned That's into a military a lot vehicles. Going on, yeah. So that so that he he's he was this character that was beloved in the fandom for people who knew who who he was like anyone that knew he existed was like oh when are we getting Leo Kaiser here when is Hasbro gonna make Leo Kaiser and then they create uh, Hasbro did a series called Combiner Wars where they had worked out a gimmick right, where right. they they were they were redoing they go back and they were tackling all the all the gestalts from uh, from Gen One and one of their box sets was Leo Kaiser and when. People found like it, the name had gotten leaked, and everyone was like, "Hooray!" And then they were released, but they were they were repaints, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But the it's, because it's a six person combiner, you can't do that unless you have completely original engineering for that that torso two person combining thing. Instead, earlier in the line, they had taken Skylinks. Who? Oh, we have to talk about Skylinks. Who is a giant like winged dragon creature? Who rides around on top of a four-legged companion, and they merge and become this super cool-looking like, dragon do. dino critter? Because that was he was wasn't he? He was also from a different toy line originally. Yeah, he was. I, I I believe I'd have to double check, but I believe he's actually from uh, the same designers and manufacturers that did Omega Supreme Toy Box. Okay, was the name of the company originally. That makes sense. Um, he what again? What am I? preferred Transformers from the original series, but Hasbro had redone him in uh, uh, the Combiner Wars line, and they decided Skylink should be repainted as this, as as uh, Leo Zack, which is just a weird choice. I mean, he was that source, actually, which was even weirder. Oh, is that is that who they turned him into? Yep. Also a little weird. Makes a little bit more sense, because... Like a tiny bit, but yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> Because the, the main the main villain for for those who don't know the main villain in Victory is a character named Asaris who is is again he's he's everything combined he's got he's got uh, he's got uh, uh, breast force animals that he that he works with he is a gigantic robot he turns into a it's, he's classified as a giant kaiju the joke is that he's a giant space chicken because he does have kind of a beak style face he's got the giant wings uh, he is super cool. Uh, Space chickens are the, terrifying. I know. I mean, and they're they're evolved from dinosaurs anyway, so they're terrifying. And space dinosaurs. And emu will mess you up if you're <laughs> not careful. Emu. 
<laughs> don't mess with spacey foods. Um, but if I, I completely forgot that that was who they who they uh, named Skylinks after. But he's colored. He's colored like Leo Zach, which also is kind of weird. It's 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 kind of halfway between Death Source and Leo Zach. Like yeah. it's not a clean Death Source by any means, for, <laughs> especially since you know he doesn't have a robot mode for starters. Yeah. Um, and yeah, even the color scheme has just enough Leo Zach flavor to make Leo Kaiser look kind of reddish in, yeah. in combined mode, but it's got enough Death Source flavor to kind of passes him, at least in dragon mode. Yeah, so it, mode. Was, it was a cool, it was a cool nod. It was something different that was interesting. Um, but for, for anyone that may have been a purist who just wanted the original, original uh like a throwback to that. Uh, it was it was a little bit wanting. They they've yet to do, I guess, an official version of this. But in the meantime, they've 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 given us uh, uh, Victory Saber. They've given us Desaris and the Hazlab. So I'm I'm pretty happy with those. Yeah, we're 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 starting to check off the boxes one by one. <laughs> so we've got uh, you know a few minutes left. I want to hear from from both of you, like. Which I mean, there is a, a huge historic evolution of the mythos and the characters and the way they're designed and the engineering. So, which which one of the lines do you prefer, uh, and and has been your favorite? Like, you know, the biggest part of your collection is what, Eric? Well, biggest part is is one thing. Favorite is probably well, another. yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, the biggest part probably at this point has been the ongoing modern generations classics universe sort of amalgam line that hasbro's been chugging through no pun intended for the transformer <laughs> fans out there um for the last several years if i had to pick a favorite line though i'm gonna go a little against the grade and i'm gonna say beast wars second and we haven't even gotten to beast wars yet yeah but this was this was the <laughs> japanese spin-off line from beast wars and it's my favorite because a is uh, a, there's a really cool anime that goes along with it that's got a great storyline, but it has a mix of characters that are kind of the Beast Wars style characters. There's also Gen One style characters in it. It kind of brings the best of all the eras that existed at that time, anyway, together into kind of one coherent storyline that really gives the universe that's a flavor of uh, of of real completeness that I love. Well, you know, you're right, Tom. We should do an episode like Beast Wars. And then like yeah. the Transformers, we should yeah. break it down by series. Which yeah, one that's... is your favorite, Tom? Uh oh, that's a that's that's a tough it's a tough call. Um I I I really like uh Eric's pick because the the common once we once we got we got through generation one and then they we did Beast Wars and I liked it, it. Unfortunately, kind of broke the fandom into even even more factions, where you have kids that came up with Beast Wars, and you had people who were really clinging hard to G One. And there was all this, there was all this, this friction and back and forth, and it was kind of unnecessary. So I really loved that shows like Beast Wars Two and Car Robots combined both. I mean, we already had Animal Transformers in Gen One, but it was kind of cool to see a combination of Beast Beast Wars style characters interacting with very Gen 1-ish characters and you have a coherent story and it's not just a random mishmash and it and it actually made sense. Um, right. But it's, but for, I think for me, for my, my favorite, 
favorite line to collect is probably the, like the most recent series that have been coming out over the last, oh, I want to say maybe like over the past 10 years or so. Um, we haven't touched the Transformers movies, but mm-hmm. I will, I, 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 I will always, it, despite my opinion of the Michael Bay films, which is not high, I, after the third movie, I understood what they were. And the offerings that we were getting from Hasbro, we would not have been getting had those movies not been raking right. in yep. billions of dollars. Like the franchise was just just a juggernaut of money and wave after wave after wave of money. And, and I am perfectly willing to uh, uh, exist with a series that I'm not that fond of. And it gives me more of what I actually want. So the most recent series that have been coming out, starting with, I want to say, uh, was it, was it, uh, it wasn't Power of the Primes. Um, was it Titan Wars? I forgot. They they started up a line where the emphasis was we're doing old school characters. We're up like we're upgrading them. Like these are specifically old schools. It's different from classics, which uh, took characters and kind of upgraded them. These are the old school characters, new articulation, uh, better engineering. And from that point onward, I've loved collecting all of those. And I've hit the point now where I, I don't really customize anymore because they've nailed most characters that I've wanted to get my hands on. Uh, so we're we're at the end. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Two Guys Talking Toys. Uh, I, I'm Tom. This has been Dana. This has been Eric. Uh, yeah. if, you would, if you enjoy what you've heard, uh, get a hold of us on Twitter. Our handle is Two Guys Talking Toys, the number two. No G after the talking. Same thing for Gmail. Take care, everybody.